0: So the first question I'll be taking here is why does everyone why doesn't everyone fall under anointing and what does it mean to fall under anointing
1: <laughs> okay um, praise God can you hear me why does why, is, why doesn't everyone fall under the anointing <laughs> and why what does it mean to fall under an anointing so um, the only biblical credence we have where people were overwhelmed by the power of Jesus or the anointing of Jesus. We see it around the time where he was about to be arrested. And they wanted to find out, who is this person? And Judas betrayed him, you know, with a kiss. You know the story. And Jesus announced himself and said, I am he. And as he said that, everyone fell back. The Bible says, Woof. like, Woof. just imagine it's in slow motion. And then that happened. Um, but really, we don't see any other case of that in scriptures where, um, you know, someone falls to the ground, particularly in that way. But um, clearly, the power of God is the power of God. And people's response to it differs accordingly. For some people, and maybe in my experience, I, maybe I've only fallen under the anointing once or twice in my life. By falling like... like Like, the the electricity of it, maybe once or twice in my entire life. And I'm like, (laughs) sometimes I had to ask God, "God, wait, wait, wait. I see people rolling, rolling, crying. I'm like, ah, ah. Am I a spoon? You know, and I just realized that it's, it's a response thing. And God works with your faith. There are people who have received mighty things in the spirit, and they stood straight. But they believed. Are you with me? There are people who you might just in fact when you got saved, some of you might have been emotional for you, but in principle, when you get saved, it's not about emotions, though. It's about faith. You when you when you got saved, I wish that was it. Then we'll you know we'll know whether you are really saved or not. That if you got saved, just I believe in Jesus. You just start glowing, halo on your head. I I wish. But what happened when you got saved? It almost seemed ordinary. I mean, from a physical standpoint, but something happens in your spirit. When you pray in the spirit sometimes, the Bible says your spirit is edified. Are you saying, ah, brata, eh? brata, your, pot, your pot's belly, is that how it happens? No. Your spirit is growing by faith, and it is growing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the anointing can come in different ways. It can, it can be so overwhelming and powerful. Your response is that you laugh. You just rejoice. And that happens to me more often than anything else. Sometimes you are, you are so excited, you scream, you, you fall under the power. I mean, sometimes when I s- see that happen with my wife, I'm like, I'm so jealous. You know, but but you no know, matter what, it's faith. Did you receive it? The answer is yes. So whether someone is screaming beside you, rolling, if you believe, you received. That's it, right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, Thank Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Pastor Ken. And this question, the person that asked was anonymous, so I can't say if you were clear, but I personally believe that I have relearned a thing or two about falling under the anointing. Do we agree? Yeah. All right. Um, David, please come forward to ask your question. Thank you very much.
1: I'm still in this shirt, by the way.
2: All right. Thank you. Thanks so much, PK, for all today. It was really beautiful. So for me, I think it's a question, because interestingly, this fast period, has been one of me relearning grace because I realized that, you know, I feel like it's something that we never, you're never like perfected on, right? Or maybe it's my own personal experience. Maybe other people are perfected in it. But, so one thing I wanted to ask was, I noticed that the day-to-day life, it's almost like as if you come, like hearing the message of salvation is like a mountain. And then as you come down from the mountain and you have to live your life every day as a Christian, it's almost like as if, that's, I don't know if I'll call it that, that sense high. of, yeah, that's no performance, you're loved as you are, kind of fades like Moses as he was coming down from, you know. And I wonder if that is natural or if that is a sign that, you know, there's something that the Christian is not necessarily doing right. Is there a way to genuinely live life, you know, pray, live out the Christian life, um, evangelize, all these things? Uh, and still carry that same atmosphere of love, um, of, perform- of not you know uh, of grace. Really, how do you take the right steps following this, um, the message of the gospel, and carrying that spirit yeah. in every other thing else? That's that a way. powerful question. That's a powerful question.
1: Um, I'll respond to that with three scriptures. First scripture that comes to mind is this. Okay, I'll wait for a while. Are you good? First scripture that comes to mind is this, Jesus speaking to his disciples. The spirit is willing, but what? The flesh is weak, right? Naturally, the way things happen in this world is they tend from a place of completion to a place of depletion. For example, your phone, your phone battery, it is charged. I wish it could stay charged, but that's not how it works. It is consumed and it's depleted. Same thing with food. Same thing with anything that can decay. You leave it, over time it just decays. It's the way the, world hap- you know, the, world, the order of the world became since sin happened. But you need to charge your phone to get it back to what it is. That's the principle. Your flesh may become weaker and your spirit might be willing. And that's why he told the disciples to pray. Lest they fall into temptation. Right? Another scripture that comes to mind is this, where it says that as, as you see the day approaching, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves to provoke one another unto what? Good works. So I've talked about devotion and prayer. Now you're talking about community and fellowship. That is where you get strength to be inspired unto good works again. The last scripture I will say is Philippians, is it Philippians 3, verse 1, Yeah, where it says, Beware of dogs. And then he goes on to say, to repeat the same things that I've said to you is, is not tedious. For you, it is safe. There is a power of repetition. And that's why we do what we do at the start of the year, where we talk about, if you have noticed, we talk about the grace of God and the gospel at the beginning of every year. So that foundationally, you are rooted in that understanding. And of course, in bits and pieces as we go on in the rest of the year. But foundationally, that's, look, you start knowing that your relationship with God is like this because of Christ. You, the wall of partition has been broken. There is access to the Father. You are loved by the Father. And that repetition is not just for the beginning of the year. It's an everyday thing. Personally, I, I have reminders in different scriptures that remind me who I am. I need those reminders. So that when my, my sight does not look like what I believe... By faith and by the word, I, I submit my reality to the realities of the scriptures. I may have made a mistake. I might have said something I shouldn't say, but I remember that there is no condemnation for me. I made a mistake quite all right, and I, I repent of it, but I am forgiven. I am not distant from God. God loves me. The lie of the enemy is to make you feel like you are distant and isolated. That's where he can get you. That's what When lions are chasing a herd, what do they do? They find the one who is isolated away from the rest of the herd and attack that one. So, again, remember, your devotion is important so that when your spirit is willing and your flesh is weak, your spirit gains ascendancy and takes over. Second one is community and fellowship. And number three is repetition. Remind yourself every time, as often as you can. And for many of you, you have to do it twice the normal amount of the average person. You know, there are people in school who naturally, whether they read or not, they shall pass the exam. But well, you, you must read five times to stick. You know your propensities. The one that works for you, do it. If you need to hear it five times, hear it five times. You understand. So repeat. And that, that would help. Yeah. Thank
0: you so does much, Ken. David?
1: What does repetition look like? It is reminding yourself of the things you know and, and adding to that knowledge as you go. So by reading the Word of God, by re- meditating on scriptures, you repeat what you already know so that... You know what happens when you repeat? You're bringing something that goes down your priority list back up again. So it goes back to the top of your mind, and then it goes back to the top of your mind. It repeats, it goes back to the top of your mind. You can put it on a wall. Put it. I have something that used to be in my room. It was, it was I can't forget, it was Philippians 4.8. Believers, think on these things. Things that are, I wanted my mind to think of things that I good. So It was always there. Every time I'm leaving the house, I see it, and then I walk with it. That's, that's how you can do it.
0: Thank you so much, Pastor Ken. That was so good. And there's one thing I would like us to pick from that is repetition. Again, as we said this morning, those notes that you took, that you were jotting, like you are going to to ask you at the exam, go back to it on Monday evening, on Tuesday afternoon, all through the week, go back to what you've learned. Have a scripture that you are going to meditate on throughout the week. All right, and the last question here is... Concerning Prast, which is why I left it at the end, because, hallelujah, we're still prasting Glory to God. Hooray. So, tips to participate in Prast while on medication.
1: Tip. <laughs> i give you one tip, or two tips, actually. If your faith, and take it with a pinch of salt, if your faith can carry it, believe God for a healing as you fast, and then fast when you are healed. But as long as you're on medication, finish your medication, God bless you.
0: It's a God, yeah. so PK, just for clarity, are you saying that we should eat and take medication
1: after the fast? If your medication that demands eating, go for it, okay? Yes, all right. It's your health is priority. I, I don't want you to risk your health and well being because you're fasting. If you need to redeem your fasting after, go ahead, but please take your medication. But if your faith can carry, and I'm saying that very intentionally. If you can trust God for a healing, trust God for a healing. And until you see that healing, take your medication.
0: Amen. All right. Thank you so much, Pastor Ken, for your time. This is the end of Q&A for today. Please come and give a wonderful round of applause to our pastor. (laughs)